are on a mission to help lawyers and law firm owners maximize wealth and achieve financial independence. Welcome to The Lawyer Millionaire with Darren Words from Words Financial Services. In this podcast, we will help you build wealth, minimize your taxes, and plan for retirement with money management strategies designed for the legal profession. Join us in this journey where we help you manage your money so you can make the most of your future. Start feeling confident in knowing you are well prepared for retirement and on track to financial independence. Now on to the show. You might think the legal profession is very lucrative for those in practice, but there are some financial potholes that can trip up planning for retirement. Darren Wirtz has written a book on financial planning for attorneys that identifies these very issues. I'm Patrice Sikora. Hey, Darren, this episode, we're calling it the biggest financial challenges of the legal profession. Mm -hmm. Let's start at the beginning with school. There is so much schooling involved. Do lawyers get a late start on their careers? Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, so you go, you get your undergraduate degree, and then you go, you get your um, your law degree. And so you have some extra years of schooling in there, which means that ultimately you're starting your career maybe three or four years behind some of your peers. Um, maybe not quite as late as those in the medical profession, but there's a few years there that are that are knocked off. So, you know, and, and when you add in your your work on your undergraduate, you know, you could be eight years post high school that you're maybe getting started in your career. And then, of course, it becomes even more tricky because, you know, maybe as a young attorney in the first few years, you're really just trying to find your footing. You might start at one firm, realize you're working for a terrible boss and (laughs) explore a few different firms until you finally find a place that you really feel comfortable with. I just spoke with a young attorney uh, a couple of weeks ago, and that was his exact feeling. And, And the reason he was meeting with me is because he's like, okay, I finally feel like, you know, I'm where I want to be. I'm at the law firm I want to be at, and I'm ready to really start getting my finances in order and building wealth. So yeah, you've got schooling and then you've got just trying to figure your your life out there. And, or maybe you are starting your own practice mm. and that's going to be tough. <laughs> you might spend a few years where you're not earning very much at all. And so that that kind of delays things for you. I've had that experience. You know, my background was as a teacher, and then I came into this profession, and I spent uh, three or four years building up my business and not really earning anything. <laughs> so I know what that's like. Now, how is that a problem? Well, it's a problem because when it comes to building wealth, your most important asset is time. I, uh, you know, investing is all about compound growth. Mm-hmm. And the earlier that you can get started, the more wealth that you can build over time. So if you have a later start, you're starting off a little bit behind the curve and you've got some catching up to do. So that's a big challenge for attorneys. Uh, and you may need to maybe have a little bit higher savings rate than others uh, when you finally do get to a place that you can start putting money away. You've mentioned schooling. I mean, I'm thinking student loan debt right there. So yeah, not yeah. only are you getting a late start on investing and saving, but you've got debt you've got to pay off already. Yeah, that's a really big one. And people are starting to talk a lot more about this when it comes to uh, the legal profession. It's a big problem. Um, most attorneys are graduating with $100,000 or more in student loan debt that then they have to pay off. 
And, you know, the, the problem is that that competes for your money. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You know, you only have so much money that you're earning and you've got to figure out where you're going to allocate it. And so your student loans are over there, you know, trying to get the money, you know, and, and, and obviously you want to pay those loans down. But if you're solely focused on paying your loans down and you neglect putting money away, you could be missing out on years of compound growth in the stock market that you could be otherwise getting. Um, and compounding is, is a very interesting phenomenon because it's exponential. So it, it really is about how much time you are invested. You know, the, the earlier that you can get started, the more you can harness the power of that exponential growth over time where you're earning on top of your earnings. Uh, and that's why it, it's so critical. When I talk to young attorneys about their student loans, we're trying to figure out what's the most effective way to do this because we don't want to neglect investing completely. You know, you still want to you know, do some of that, even if it's just on a smaller scale. But with the debt, you, as you say, you can't ignore that because you're talking about compounding. Look at the interest you're paying yeah. on that, lo that, uh, that loan. That yeah. Debt. So we really have to think strategically about that. If you have really high interest debt, obviously you want to try and tackle that first. Um, but I encourage my clients you know, to think about you know, some of the lower interest debt, maybe that's you know, 4% or 5%, maybe even 5% or so, maybe just kind of letting that you know, get paid off over time you know, according to its, uh, your payment schedule. You stick to that payment schedule, that, that debt is going to take care of itself eventually. Now, you know, a lot of people may not be a big fan of hearing that because they, they want to just get it knocked out. And I understand that, you know, it's, it's something you want to get it taken care of. You want to get rid of it as, as quickly as, as possible in some cases. But, you know, I, I believe that it's important to get a, a head start on the savings and investing if you can, because let's say you could earn, you know, 10% in the stock market, you know, on average over time, that's significantly more than um, maybe what you're paying on your loans. So, you know, you got to look at where the, the most growth is. You kind of think of your loans as an investment. You know, if that's an investment that's only earning me four or 5%, maybe I'm smarter to allocate my money elsewhere where it can earn more for me. But if you're feeling stressed knowing that yeah. that debt is there, I can I get see a lot of people saying, no, I, I got to get rid of it. Got to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand that, but it is a really big challenge because, um, you know, if you delay, you know, and that that can really set you back really far. Because if if you delay um, putting money into your retirement accounts, let's say ten years or so until you finally get your debts paid off, you're ten years behind the curve when it comes yeah. to saving for retirement, and that's maybe ten years of compound growth that you've missed out on. Yeah. One of these days we'll do a, a, a podcast on compound growth. As you oh, say. definitely. It's a fascinating <laughs> concept. It really is. On the positive side, high earning potential here. Yeah. But that also means higher taxes. What about this? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so the good news is once you finally do get your, your debts paid down, the legal profession does is, is one that has a, a high potential for earnings. You can earn a lot of money as an attorney. Um, median salary is well into the the six figures, you know, and, and partners can make, you know, lots and lots of money. And 
there is even more opportunity. If you own your own practice, you know, you, your income is really, there's no ceiling to it. It's whatever you can, uh, you can make owning your own business. Uh, or if you're a contingency fee attorney, you know, there's a lot of money that you can make there. If you personal injury, you know, you settle a big case, you get a big settlement award. Uh, there's a lot of money to be made, but that comes with a big problem. And that is taxes. <laughs> yeah. So for my, my older attorneys uh, who are you know, more settled in their careers, we're trying to figure out what's the most effective way to deal with taxes. Uh, what are some unique ways that we can try to reduce the amount of taxes that you, you have to pay now, but then also think you know, into the future, you know, how can we reduce the amount that you're going to be paying in taxes over the course of your lifetime? You know, it's not always just about saving taxes saving money on taxes right now in the moment, we want to do some strategic plannings. And a lot of times that involves your retirement accounts, figuring out how we can take, you know, make the most, uh, take the most advantage of those accounts to really squirrel some money away and, and try to you know, allow you to keep as much of it instead of giving more of it to Uncle Sam. So we're looking at you know, does a Roth make sense? Uh, does it, it, does it make sense to do the pre-tax, you know, or are there other things that we can put into place to try to save money on taxes? If you're a contingency fee attorney, uh, maybe we need to think about a structured, you know, some structured fee arrangements for some of those big settlements that, that you may get. Um, so that becomes a really big concern. And that's something that I hear, uh, from the people I work with. That's one, really one of their number one questions that they are asking, um, when we, when we dig down to it, of course, it's the retirement question, you know, am I on track for retirement? Am I going to have enough money for retirement and all that? But then the second one, sometimes it's even a bigger question is inevitably, you know, how can you help me save some money on taxes? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, you know, oftentimes people say say to me, you know, hey, I'm I'm earning more money, but it doesn't really feel like it. <laughs> I know that feeling, yeah. Right, You're right, because Uncle Sam is taking a bigger and bigger chunk of it. You know, <laughs> so that that's a big concern that that I find a lot of attorneys have. Uh, you mentioned the contingency fees, which rolls right into the next point here: unpredictable income. Yeah, as a, as if you're a solo practitioner. Sometimes years are good, sometimes years aren't. There's nothing to to smooth that out for you. And with contingency fees, wow, you can get a huge windfall and then have nothing. Yeah. How do you you deal with that? It's a big problem for for many attorneys. Um, you, You mentioned the contingency fees. That's a big one. And of course, if you own your own practice, you just have the, you know, the ups and downs of being a business owner. <laughs> yeah. You know, the cycle over the market. Uh, one thing that we learned in 2020 is that the legal field is not uh, immune to the cycles of the economy. <laughs> uh, really, truly, a, a lot of times, you know, previously, you know, the legal profession was thought of as something that was kind of insulated from, from economic cycles, you know, because people are always suing people, you know, regardless of the, of the economy, you know, business attorneys, you know, who are deal with business transactions may see a, a, a bit of a dip, but other parts of the legal field might be somewhat protected. Well, 2020 threw that all out the window. 
Uh, we had, you know, courts were actually closed. There were no, there right. were no, uh, right. there was nothing happening. <laughs> so you really have to be prepared for those, um, those situations. So this is the one thing that we deal with uh, and help attorney, attorneys try to figure out. And I've got, there is a chapter all about uh, cash flow management in the book. Uh, <laughs> so you can, you can check out more of it there. But trying to figure out how can we even things out? How can we smooth out the cash flow strategically as much as possible? A lot of times that just involves doing some careful planning. I get it. I own my own business and, and I've, I've experienced the ups and downs of, of that kind of an, you know, a, a situation where you have you know, good years and bad years, good months and bad months. And here's what happens, right? Here's why this is a problem, a financial problem for attorneys. You get a big windfall. You're feeling great. You go and you want to spend all kinds of money. (laughs) (laughs) Then all of a sudden, uh, the wind changes and you didn't put anything away. And now all of a sudden you're like, okay, where's the money? (laughs) So you get into this cycle, this boom and bust cycle. And really what can happen is you end up racking up credit cards that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to use try to you know use credit cards to manage that cash flow cycle. You want to you know do some other things. You want to set up some separate accounts, create some regularity for yourself, uh, instill certain practices and, and planning to make sure you can you know really try to even things out. Early in my career, I had a really great couple of months, and I was feeling really great. And um, uh, one of my brother's clients was selling a boat. <laughs> and, uh, enough, I, but I don't think this is going to be funny. Right. <laughs> it actually has a good ending because I, I didn't buy the boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, jump ahead to the ending. But, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, hey, I got some extra money. Yeah. Hey, it would be fun to own a boat. But I'm so glad I didn't because the next few months were really, really challenging and then the other thing I didn't plan for was I had all this income, but then at the end of the year, I had all kinds of taxes to pay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's something that, that we help attorneys with, uh, trying to master that cash flow cycle. And the fact that you are helping them helps them because they don't have enough time to do this? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the, the really the fifth thing is the lack of time. Um, and that's a really big challenge. Attorneys are busy. Uh, you know, you are not just a, a practitioner, but you are a business owner. Even if you work in a big firm, you're probably responsible for bringing in business. You know, you have to be a marketer, you have to be a networker, you have to be uh, mover and shaker out there, you know, getting new business. Uh, so you have a lot of hats that you're wearing. You're doing a lot of things at the same time. And uh, burnout is a real big problem in the legal profession. It's, it's stressful. It's very uh, busy. Your time literally has a price tag attached to it, you know? True. Um, so that becomes a problem with your finances often because, you know, maybe you're so busy that you're, you're not spending the time to sit down and plan things out. And, and I see that a lot with people that I work with. You get busy in your practice, you neglect doing some planning, um, and then you know weeks go by, months go by, and you've missed out on opportunities 
that you could have taken advantage of, you know, or you haven't done the planning. And so just everything's in a mess. And then here's what happens, right? When you don't take the time to sit down and go through things, you then get to this place where you just want to avoid it. <laughs> oh, I think we all know that place. Yes. Yeah. It's avoidance. Um, I use a program called mint.com to, to budget and track my expenses and things. But here's the, the thing. And there, there are other things like that out there. But here's the thing with a, a system like that. You have to maintain it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it just becomes a big jumbled mess. And the messier it is, the more you avoid <laughs> wanting to go in and look at it. <laughs> I've been there. I, I, I know that feeling. So my own personal practice is uh, Saturday morning. Saturday morning is my time to go in and look at my personal finances, review transactions, and, and you know, just kind of you know, tidy everything up. Uh, so that's if you can kind of set aside some time like that on a regular basis, I think weekly is good because monthly, by, if you do it monthly, by the time you get to sitting down and going through your expenses, you're looking at charges on your credit card, scratching your head like, now what was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that should be pretty so, daunting, I would think. Yeah, yeah. So it's really important to be proactive and spend some time uh, planning, even, even if your time is, is so limited, you really have to be uh, purposeful about setting aside a t- you know, time to really focus on you and focus on your money. Do your clients push back when you say, you really have to put a little bit of time into this, you've got to invest something, you've got to think about this? Do they say, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe? Or do they just give you a yes and not do it? Um, it's probably the latter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and I get it, you know, you, you have all kinds of demands. Um, it's easy to focus on the urgent and, and neglect the important. I've heard that said, you know, and you have clients that you're dealing with, right? So they're, they've got their issues that they're reaching out to you and, and you're really busy. And a lot of times we just, we keep thinking to ourselves, things are going to get better, right? Um, I just need to make a little bit more money. I just need to make a little bit more, you know, give it a couple months. Well, you know, you can spend your whole life doing that. (laughs) So uh, you really have to sit down and, um, you know, be, be purposeful about it. And it's really helpful to have an advisor who can pester you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that is one of the great roles that I play uh, with my clients is, I can be that person that's kind of an accountability partner for you, trying to keep, help keep you on track, make sure that you are um, taking care of certain things that need to be taken care of, uh, checking in with you to make sure things get done, uh, because it can be a lot to handle. It can be a lot to, to deal with. Right. All right. Now, tell us more about your book, because these points are all in your book. You've got a chapter on it, in fact, right? Absolutely. I've got chapters on a lot of these different topics, uh, student loans in particular, we dive into a lot about that. And I do a lot of math in the book. So you can see comparisons, you know, different strategies, different ideas, um, you know, visually, <laughs> which is really, really helpful. So yeah, um, all the, especially taxes. In fact, we have a whole section on taxes, a really big section on taxes, because that's a really um, important one for attorneys. 
So the book is called The Lawyer Millionaire, and it's all about how you can maximize your wealth, minimize your taxes, and try to achieve financial freedom or financial independence. And I, I like to use that term when I'm talking about retirement because um, it, it's about getting to a place where you can retire if you want to, but a lot of attorneys that they kind of want to keep working a little bit, you know. So re retirement might not just be a sudden one one time thing; it might be a slow transition, you know, something like that. Uh, but the book will be out hopefully towards the end of June, so stay tuned. And the American Bar Association is uh, uh, supporting this. That's right. The American Bar Association is uh, publishing it. Uh, I'm very very excited. A, you know, to have a great partner like them. We've gone through the peer review process. We're now in the, in the editing and proofreading stage. And I expect to get the manuscript back any day to review it. Then we'll do the page layouts and uh, then we'll be off to the races. Oh, that's very exciting. Very exciting. So we will look for the book, The Lawyer Millionaire. And Darren, yeah, okay, the book's not quite out yet. People have questions even after the book is out and they have questions. How can listeners reach you? Well, you can always just give my office a call. If I'm not available, my receptionist uh, will be happy to schedule a time for us to chat. That's 859-291-9879. Or if you go to my website, there's a link there to my calendar and you can schedule a uh, time to talk with me there. All right. This is The Lawyer Millionaire. Follow the podcast, share it with friends and colleagues, and of course, get the book. It's got the same name. Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm Patrice Sikora with Darren Wirtz, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to The Lawyer Millionaire. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. This content is not intended to represent investing or tax advice. Always seek the advice of a qualified investment or tax advisor with any questions you may have regarding your own financial circumstances.